Are you looking to kick your nine to five and work for yourself? How about if you could set your own rates and read books all day? Author Accelerator might just be able to help you out. By now, you've probably heard us talk about book coaching, an exciting career where you can help writers bring their dreams to life through support, feedback, product management, and accountability at each step of the writing and publishing process. It's like being a literary personal trainer for writers. Through Author Accelerator's Book Coach Certification Program, you'll learn the key editorial, project management, organizational, and people skills needed to launch your own thriving book coaching business. To find out if book coaching is the right career for you, Author Accelerator is offering a five-day challenge to help you envision your new chapter. In their $99 one-page book coaching business plan, you'll narrow down your business idea, ideal client, ideal service, and more. Interested? Visit bookcoaches.com slash podcast to learn more. Is it recording? Now it's recording. Yay! Go ahead. This is the part where I stare blankly at the microphone and try to remember what I'm supposed to be doing. All right, let's start over. Awkward pause. I'm going to wrestle some papers. Okay. Now one, two, three. Welcome to Hashtag Am Writing, the weekly podcast about writing all the things, short things, long things, pitches, proposals, fiction, nonfiction. This is the podcast about getting things done, and this is the rare episode with all four of us. <laughs> so I'm going to turn it over to each of my co-hosts to introduce themselves, and we will start with Jess, since we are doing things a little differently. So cool. This is so much fun. I'm Jess Leahy. I am the author of the New York Times bestselling The Gift of Failure and The Addiction Inoculation and, you know, do a lot of speaking and running around the country and talking to people about how to prevent substance use in kids. I'm Serena Bowen. I'm the author of the forthcoming novel The Five-Year Lie, which comes out in May, and a whole bunch of other books, most of which are very romancy. You can find me anywhere kissing books are sold. I'm Jenny. I'm the newest co-host. I'm so happy to be (laughs) among these amazing people. And I am the founder and CEO of Author Accelerator and the author of the Blueprint Books, which is a process of inquiry for starting a book. Ooh, I like that description. I like it. It's good. It's good. We like it. Um, I am KJ Delantonia. I am the author of three novels, Playing the Witch Card, The Chicken Sisters, and In Her Boots, as well as the nonfiction book, How to Be a Happier Parent, and the former editor and lead writer of The Motherload at The New York Times. And that's us. And it is, if you're listening to this in real time, um, it is the end-ish of 2023. And therefore, what is coming next will be 2024, because we can count. <laughs> Everyone. And well, although we'll be writing 2023 on our checks for, you know, who, but who writes checks anymore? On, and, on something. <laughs> Do we write anything with dates? Does time matter? Does writing matter? No. Regardless, it is the end of this year and the beginning of next year. And therefore, it is a fun time to talk about what we accomplished in 2023, what we hoped to accomplish, and to maybe more importantly and more excitingly talk about our goals and ideas for 2024. I love this reflection time. It's just, it's such 
I, I, this has become such an important milestone for me every single year, this and like our six month sort of check-in sort of thing. I was never this um, uh, fastidious about sort of thinking about goals and being specific <laughs> about goals. And you guys have really helped me become more purposeful about, um, I, I tend to be a wanderer and I tend to sort of pick up one thing and then do another thing. But I really like, uh, it's sort of like, you know, people ask me if going to law school was worth it if I never practiced law. And I said, absolutely. It made me be a more well-rounded thinker and, and you guys have made me a better thinker. And I really appreciate that. Something I want to add to that is sharing your goals with people is also powerful. I had a, a recent experience of sharing some goals with KJ and she paused and, and looked at me and said, that's not what you want. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I think the, the practice of saying them out loud to other people who know you and who can hold you accountable is part of the power of what we're doing here as well. The other part that's been really helpful for me is, and I didn't think this is a KJ inspired thing too, was I used to just think about goals as this big uh, monolithic thing and never put any attention towards goals that I have no control over and goals that I do have control over. And that having that balance has been an absolute game changer for me. Um, it, it Not only because it helps me be more specific around my efforts, it helps me be more forgiving around the results. Um, you know, I happened to write this book, The Gift of Failure, and you would think that I would have thought of this, but it really was KJ that got me thinking about the, the rationing out of, um, you know, stuff that I can control and stuff that I can't. Which makes us a good minute to go back and talk about how, like, how we, I mean, we're so used to it now. It's been, you know, so it's, this is our sixth year of doing this, three <laughs> of us or two of Jess and I's anyway. Um, and Serena, I don't, I don't know. I'd have to go back and count. And Jenny has, has set the goals, although it's her first year talking about us here. And so if we go all the way back to 2017, we actually created a goal setting workbook and a goal setting worksheet, which I will link in the show notes. So if you're not signed up for those, you should be amwritingpodcast.com. And they, they will say something like, write your book in 2017, and I'm not going to go in there and change that. And when we get to my goals, you'll understand why. But uh, one of the most important things is exactly what you just said, Jess, is this idea of setting goals that we can control ourselves and setting goals, uh, you know, or having goals or hopes, maybe it's better to call them, that we can't. So sending your work to 60 agents is a goal you can control. Getting an agent is not. Um, Making the New York Times bestseller list. Can't, can't do much. You can, you can, you know, that's why that whole like having goals around, you know, all the things that you can do so that when you get there and maybe you don't make it, you say, okay, well, I did everything I could have done in order to attempt to control this situation. And we also just, we also like to do words of the year. So I, I don't know if we're ready with our, our words of the year, but we can certainly revisit last year's. I don't know, Jenny, do you do a word of the year? Did you do one last year? I did, and I can't remember what it is. <laughs> I might have gone back and looked at mine. So. I, think that right. they, I think that they help focus and um, help help with intention and all of that. I tend not to go... I don't put it on my computer screen and look at it every day, but it helps mm -hmm. when I'm setting the goal. 
Yeah. I'm, and when I go back and look at mine from last year, it was a good one and I held to it. But I, if you asked me on any given day, I'd have been like, oh, <laughs> I didn't um, wear it on a bracelet around my, there was one year when I remembered my goal, like the word the whole time. Um, maybe this will be the next time that that happens. So you and I well, have who wants you, to start well, with anything. I was going to say the one, the, the goal that's easiest for me to remember is the one that a fan of the hashtag am writing podcast uh, pr- printed out for us. KJ has one and I, oh, have, yeah, one, I have that and one I have too. it hanging in my office and, and it's really lovely. And, and uh, so I've, I was trying to think of some way to sort of make it a, do a little thing that I put up in my office. Well, that one was for me was share and I can see it. But the other one that I always remember was worthy, which was, Mm -hmm. I think maybe might've even been my 2017 one. And I partly remember that because I had a t-shirt. Oh, Um, I I won't be having a t-shirt for this year. Well, it just worthy's a word you can find on a t-shirt. My word's a little weirder this year, so that won't be happening, but I will be doing it frequently. So maybe I'll remember it. That's wow. You're all I'm like laying little curiosity seeds as um, the co-host of the shit. No one tells you about writing post post, uh, podcast, which we love, would say "Um, curiosity seeds. You can't wait to find my word, can you? You're just totally turning the page. (laughs) All right. Well, let's have it. All right. So my word is very um, boring sounding, but I like it. It's reserve. So I'll be every time I make a reservation, which I intend to make a lot of, um, hopefully I will think of my word. So for me, uh, so my last year's word was choice. And this is actually a little bit similar. So last year I was trying to make sure that I was choosing the things that I did. And I mostly did. Sometimes I just don't like the choice I made. So, you know, um, slaps for me. But reserve for me is um, reserve my energy for things that are important to me. Reserve my opinions for um, moments that I need to have them and moments that people need to hear them. Because one of the things I've realized over the past, just just recently, um, is that I feel compelled to have an opinion about everything. And I think that comes from having had uh, a column for so many years in the New York Times, I really had to sort of be super up on the news and know what I thought about it and what I thought about whether or not you should share it with your children and how and all of that kind of thing. And I'm beginning to realize that there are some things I just don't have any expertise in and that's okay. I don't need to have an opinion. So those can be big things. They can also be little things. It is not my problem how you run your restaurant. It's not my problem how you run your airline. I'm just kind of like, I got to do what I got to do to be a part of it. My, this is, you know, me flaking off into um, side notes, but my dad has an opinion about everything and he needs to share it with you because his opinion will change your life. And that is entirely possible. They're usually very intelligent opinions. Most waiters, not so interested. Um, (laughs) Airline staff to return to that also uh, not so interested. Just just any, like the person behind the checkout at the grocery store, maybe not in control of how the uh, chain performs everything. So anyway, so I'm going to reserve my opinions for when I need to. I'm going to reserve my time for things and people that are important to me. And then I'm going to build my reserves so I can use them. I thought a lot, a lot of ways I can use this word. I'm going to reserve my, um, I'm going to reserve my fucks for things that deserve for me to give a fuck about them. Uh, I know I'm blowing our our explicity thing here, but I have been rereading Sarah Knight's super fun book, um, The Life-Giving 
magic, the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck, which is really fun, in part because she has a really fun sub-stack um, all about her sweary self-help, as she calls it, and they are glorious. And um, I think I didn't... I really thought that at my age I had begun to give fewer fucks, fucks but I realized I still kind of live with the New York Times' comment section in my head. That's not healthy. And this year I'm going to try to get rid of it. So among the things that I will not be reserving my um, t- attention and time away from are changing the cover of our book about like giving about starting goals from 2017 to anything else. Cause it's the same people. It's the same. They're just as good. You'll set great goals the way we suggested that you do it in 2017, which is both an eternity ago and also not. All right. That's my word there. Woo. I'm happy with my word. I'll come <laughs> back for my goals later since we've been hearing a lot of me. Well, I'll go next if that's okay. My word for 2024 is is actually a word I've used before, but I feel like I didn't do a good enough job living this way. So I'm going back for a second helping of abundance. So the word abundance is a clear meaning, but to me, it means um, remembering that I actually do have time in abundance and I certainly have money in abundance and I don't need to, to be on like a treadmill for either of those either of those things. And um, my, my goal last year, I just had to look it up and it said write three to four books. And then what was under that was really telling because it says delegate and get help with coaching. And, you know, and I did those things and I was still felt like I was drowning all year. And especially with this last book that I'm just finishing up now, it's taken longer than I thought and I'm behind and I haven't been behind like this since middle school. And I'm like, no, no, let's just, let's think about this a little more clearly. Maybe I'm not behind. Maybe this is just as long as it takes. And maybe, you know, I have to, there's so much abundance in my life. And if if I feel like I'm drowning, then I'm not doing a very good job of recognizing what's really true. So I'm just going to do a better job of that next year. I love that. Maybe just this is just as long as it takes. I need to be thinking about that, about my work in progress, too. I also love your willingness to revisit a word and revisit a mindset, the awareness that you didn't think you did a good enough job and it's important enough to do again. That's that's really beautiful. Well, thanks. I, I just... You know, last year I had let's write three to four books and here's how we're going to make it all happen. And, and my goal this year is not to try to write three to four books, but maybe to to do two to three or two and and to recognize the abundance of my life. And, and what that really means is I'm not going to stare around me at the people who can write and produce faster than I am and think like, oh, crap, I'm falling behind. Because I'm not falling behind. There is nobody but me to fall behind from. And and I, you know, I, I need to own that so I can stop making myself feel crazy. In my experience with you also, you are just less happy um, when you're trying to maintain that pace. Um, it becomes, there's a lot more have-tos and a lot less want-tos. And, y- you know, I when you get, especially when you feel like you're falling behind on that breakneck 
pace. You just are less happy and it's, it's not fun to watch you be less happy. Well, I also calculated very, very recently how many books I've actually <laughs> written and published now. And it was a bigger number than I thought. And it didn't make me happy. It made me feel like, like when you have a big birthday <laughs> and it makes you feel old <laughs> instead of, you know, look at all I've accomplished in my half deck, half century on the planet. So yeah, I thought, you know what? That number does not need to be higher. I would rather think bigger and broader than just keep making that number higher. Are you going to say the number? Because it's a, I mean, it's a pretty amazing number. We're impressed. It was 50. 50 books. Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're impressed. I mean. I have 50 on. books and at least 24 of them hit a bestsellers list, like for real. And anyway, it's just the when I got that number, when I really added them up, I was like, good Lord. You know, there's no point in racing. Yeah. I have a um, question that that is that is so not the right question to ask, but I'm asking it anyway. <laughs> I'm dying to know the people on the list who you think would be ahead of you <laughs> who've written more books, which is so not the point of what you're saying, but like, there cannot be that many. <laughs> no, there there are. Because w when you work with the same romance novelist for an entire decade, like I have, like a lot of them publish four books a year and some of them even publish more you know and maybe they're short and maybe they're tight in series you know there's there's different ways of defining and and counting books but just the idea that people have more news to share like it, this year i'm not going to have four cover reveals and four launch days and you know it's just not going to have the same pace and i'm just going to have to be okay with that but it's going to be a really exciting year because you've got the it thriller is. coming out and we're all excited to see that. And that was the thing about the thriller, too, is that that one and this one that you're working on now maybe take a little bit longer. But that's, you know, sometimes when the books take longer, it was your first thriller. And of course, it took longer and, you know, all of that stuff. So I think I I like the Serena that has some patience for herself and some um some grace for herself. That's a good Serena. I like her. She's good. Well, I'll, thank you. I'll go next, though. I have, um, this year, I have a homonym as my word of the year. One word that means two different things. Um, Jenny's sitting there going, I don't have a word. You guys didn't tell me I'd have a word. Oh, word. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Um, we'll lay curiosity seeds and you can reveal your word in 2024. Or not. <laughs> it's, you know... I've had words in the past have always had this shading of like figuring it out, like figuring, thinking about what really matters to me. Um, in 2022, my word was evaluate. And in 2021, my word was organize. And don't ask me what 2023 was because I can't find that piece of paper right now. But they're always about thinking about what's important to me. And I had I've had some stuff come up um, in the last month or so, a really interesting offer to do some writing work that um, I'm not going to reveal right now. I have, um, this is going to be news to um, everyone on this on this uh, Zoom right now, that I have said yes to that offer. And, um, and I think it's a good thing, but I took a good long time before I said yes, because I had to figure out, as often happens, whether it was a shiny object 
or whether it was something I really wanted to do because I can get confused about those things sometimes. And um, anyway, so my word this year is recreate, which also is recreate because I have not, I I have realized now in my 50 this year, in 2024, I'll be 54, that I am so much happier when I spend a significant amount of time outside. Um, that has become increasingly important to me. Um, it has also been really important for me lately. I've, I've talked a lot about reinvention marketing. Um, we did a podcast about that um, because it's been really important for me to you know, I have a book that's going to be that's going to be 10 years old really soon. And I'm still out there doing a lot of speaking around that book. And there are ways to keep that happening. But you have to recreate what you are, what's important to you, how you present that to other people, find new audiences. And so what has ended up happening was in a year when last year from I had goals last year that had to do with writing and I didn't meet those goals but I'm way ahead on some of the speaking goals that I had. So, and I've realized also, I love the speaking the most. That's what makes me super duper happy. And so recreating this year or recreating this year, all of it um, is going to be about um, priorities and not prioritizing as much the shoulds as the wants. And that's, you know, 54. I think that's a good time to make that happen. So, but at the work, you know, there are still definitely work goals mixed in there this year, but I'm, I think there's an interesting shift happening at the same time that I'm committing to doing some more writing this year um, as well. So recreate, recreate, whichever one you want to see it. Well, let's do actual goals because Jenny doesn't have a word. I do have a word. Jenny doesn't have a she word. Does have oh, a you word. Just, okay. She does. Never mind. I Jenny do have a word. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, she does have a word. No, I I heard that we were going to do this and a word instantly came to me. It's actually three words, but it's a phrase. So I think it counts. And it, uh, I've been thinking about this for quite a long time. Uh, I feel like 2023 has been a whole year of goal setting and and thinking and uh, reflecting. So the, the word that I came to my mind instantly was zone of genius. And what this means to me is I'm going to be 60 in 2024. And I'm so stinking excited. I it's a great time of life. I love this time of life. I just became a grandmother. And I've been really amazed by the shift that that has made in how I feel about everything. And my work, especially, it has made me want to work more and work harder and work better in a kind of legacy sort of way. What what do I want this child to know about me and what I did in the world and how I went through the world if I were not here? And when I think about the span of her life and and the and the crystal clarity that I will not be here for the span of her life, it just makes me want to do good work and and zone of genius is about what work can I do that nobody else can do? What What is the work that is my work? And I, like Jess was saying, tend to, to want to do all the things and say yes to all the things and have so many different projects and so many irons in the fire. And, and so 
I it kind of also like like KJ's word, I want to reserve my energy and my time and my care for the things that only I can do that I am best at. And that is helping me focus on my goals. That is so fantastic. I love that. That's the other thing. You know, a big part of my goal this year is the speaking thing is so important to me because the stuff that I speak about and the way I speak about it, there just aren't a lot of people that can do that. And I feel like it's really important. And so I think that's why the speaking thing has started to move ahead a little bit from the writing thing, because I, I love that idea that that's the thing that, you know, when it comes down to what do you want to be known for? What do you want to be remembered for? You know? That makes it pretty clear. I love your phrase. Thank you. Well, and I think for for our listeners who are maybe writing books for the first time or trying to get things off the ground or third books or however many books, the idea of is this is this the book only you can write? And is this the story? Is this the idea? Is this why why you? Is this is this your zone of genius? Is a a good way to think about it because we don't need we don't need books that anybody could write. We need the books only you could write. Oh, that's good advice. That's good advice for me, too. So what are you actually going to do? What, did, what, did, what are you going to do to make this happen? You get to go first. We'll yeah. Just Since we're there, Jenny, you go first. Oh, um, yeah. okay. So I am thinking in terms of quarters. So quarter one is what I'm focusing on. The first three months of 2024. I teach a book coaching course and I will be shooting a new course in how to coach memoir. It will be the third course in the suite of courses that I offer. And this is not a small thing. It's a hundred lessons that are, um, have video, have exercises, have examples. It's a massive amount of work. And I have made Q1, I've set Q1 up so that I can complete this work in that period of time. I have a team behind me that helps me with all this. So it's not just, it's not just me, but that, that is my goal. And it connects to my, my zone of genius because it's, it's the final piece of the puzzle that I've put together. It's the missing part of what I offer the world. It will complete the, the suite of things that I, I feel uniquely qualified to teach people. So that's that's piece one of it. And and piece two of it is is more clarity on what I share around what I do. So I'm starting a new substack. I have a new social media strategy that I'm gonna put into place. And that strategy has very much to do with doing less. <laughs> it is not a more strategy, it is a less strategy. Uh, so it's uh, that that clarity of what I share touches on technology. It touches on people who help me. It touches on calendar situations and huge piece around mindset. And and that that goal touches on zone of genius in that if I want to do the work that only I can do, that is the important work of my life, I can't I can't be fiddling around with little pieces that don't matter. So, so it's a discipline. It's a practice of discipline that goes along with the other. So those are the two um, Q1 goals that will, will lead into my staying in my zone of genius. Quarter goals is cool. 
Yeah, I, that's hard, hard when I you're trying to write a book, but it's still smart. Yeah, I hadn't. I have never thought to do that either, but I really like that. I I do that. Uh, there's a a book called, oh gosh, I think it's called The One Thing. I'll have to get the title for those show notes. It's a business book, but it's it has it's the about, big arrow on it. Yes. Right? Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. It's in all the airports. I know that. <laughs> And, and that idea, I think they actually talk about 12-week goals, but it's mm-hmm. the idea that the human brain has a hard time holding on to much more than that. If I, I can't even, Q, Q4 a year from now feels like, I mean, geez, a, a lifetime away. So I, I'm just trying to focus on, on Q1 right now, and um, we'll see what happens after that. That might help one remember one's word, too. <laughs> I could probably manage three months. We do a lot of talking about seasons. How to be happier parenting. Parent was about building habits over seasons. And the goal stuff I talk about is about seasons. I I like that. I will go ahead and do uh, mine. So as I mentioned, um, the big push this year. So last year, I was able to increase my speaking, not just in terms of quantity and quality, but in terms of like reach. And that's, that sort of gets into my goals again this year, a lot of the marketing stuff, which I happen to love a lot. Um, the video stuff that I do that used to be daily, which is now like every couple of days, uh, that has been a really important part. And so as much as a pain in the butt, those videos can be to make and edit and all that stuff. When it comes to reaching people, it has proven to be an important an important thing, um, not just about helping people with their individual issues, but also sort of getting more of the um, the stuff around substance use prevention out there. And really, that's as it comes as it gets down to it. That's my distilled goal: is I don't care how I get the information out. And what's been really interesting is to see over time what the biggest pushback comes, uh, where I get the biggest pushback, and clearly there's some uh, work to be done there. For me, um, I have writing goals and one of them I can't talk about quite yet but I will very very fairly soon. Um the book proposal that I've been working on for a while has been a can of worms. Every time I do more research, more research seems to happen and um I'm still working on it. We'll we'll talk more about that in the new year. The novel is still happening and I'm still working on that and I'm actually starting to enjoy it. Some flow is starting to happen. I know it's and I think I took this trip to Prince Edward Island to do a speaking engagement and had a lot of time by myself and sat and ate delicious meals while writing chapters. And I've been writing on planes and it's been it's been going really well. But then I also had to come back to um, this idea of, you know, making sure that I stay strong in my body as well as my mind, Um, you know, 54, you know, things are starting to, it gets harder to stay in shape and it gets harder to fit into my pants and all the things. And so that was why Recreate uh, also was part of my words. So I have goals. I I hate that I'm being vague, but as terms of the writing ones, the specific writing one, I can't be very specific about that yet, but I do have goals around like, and I think Jenny, now I'm going to revisit these now that you mentioned the quarter thing, because I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of being measurable goals per quarter around my outreach for speaking and being able, because speaking is such a seasonal thing for me. Um, Schools only want me at certain times. Community organizations only want me at certain times. So I think I will look at that now as from a quarterly perspective and maybe reevaluate those goals a little bit based on that. But I, since I, I had a 
I'd say a 10 to 15% increase this year in terms of pay, but I'm not thrilled about using that as any kind of barometer for the speaking. I had a big uptick in numbers this year, which was great. I'm going to try for another 10% increase on the numbers and the um, and gigs. So I'm really happy with how the speaking has gone this year, and I'm going to continue to work on that. Like the numbers of people who come? Yeah, just the numbers of yeah. people that I'm able to speak to. It's not necessarily about having yet yeah, having a couple of really big gigs help. You know, I was just on Prince Edward Island speaking to 2,000 teachers, and I was just in San Antonio speaking to another 2,000 teachers, and that's great. But there's something about how, um, whether that's more speaking gigs for smaller numbers, mm-hmm. or, um, you know, there's got to be a balance there. But yeah, it's, it's about... Um, somehow getting, it's about reaching people. It's about reaching people. And the video is really helping with that as well. So I, I think maybe that's the term then is in terms of reach and not necessarily, you know, so yeah, I, I've been, I've been keeping track of numbers when I do, I have a big spreadsheet. Serena would be so proud of my <laughs> speaking stuff. And I do put an estimate of numbers of people reached at that gig. But I also was curious just about the video stuff. And I've started to look at, you know, in um, on Instagram anyway, I can look at reach. And that has been increasing steadily. And I just want to keep that increase on the rise because this is information that, you know, can really change people's lives in terms of their health and in terms of their mental health and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm going to keep, keep, hopefully those numbers will keep going up. Yay. Well, if we're going backwards, yeah. Serena, we know Serena, your goal your is to write fewer books. <laughs> yeah. respect that. <laughs> so every year, because I use the same planner every year, I have the same five boxes that fit on the page just so. And um, it's interesting how, to me anyway, how some goals sort of migrate off of that page. Like I last year, I had one of those boxes devoted to what kind of reading research I wanted to do. But I've gotten just so good and in such a good little groove with my note taking about the things I'm reading that I don't need to prompt myself there anymore. Like that's a habit that I've developed that I'm not likely to drop. And um, if we went back several years, you would see that all of these goals were were work related. And now they're down to two out of five slots that are about work. And the rest of it is trying to make me remember that the other parts of my life count, you know, at least as much. So I'm writing fewer books. And I'm going to have to work pretty hard next year to market my backlist, which is kind of a pain in the tushy. And I'm spending money on new covers and things like that to to get these things going. So that deserves a spot because it it's something that I have to really focus on. And even when it's not fun, but once you do goals in, in, a, in a way where you get comfortable with it, it's, they start to get a little repetitive and that's actually good. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's good that, you know, that the ways that I need to keep developing my writing craft and, and getting things done are a little bit the same because I've figured some stuff out and, and it makes my goals page maybe a little less interesting than it used to be in terms of real discovery. And and that doesn't actually trouble me very much. So one of my goals for next year is to pitch something um, a little bit 
outrageous. Like I, I made this change where I started working on suspense and I have some more cool suspensey ideas to develop, but I also just want to push it a little further. Like, okay, let's pitch a suspense series or let's pitch something that has an element that's a little bit speculative. Let's, you know, what is that next thing? Like what is the biggest book I can think to pitch that makes the biggest change for me that's the most exciting thing and and um and it might require that I write up quite a few pitches and when I say I'm pitching things I'm kind of pitching myself first and that pitch isn't going to go to anybody who could green light it until I actually want to write that book and it feels like you know there's really something there so yeah I'm just I'm writing two or three books and I'm pitching big ideas and I'm spending a lot of energy making sure that I have fun with my family before they all go off to college and leave me. I like it. This is all good. I love what you said about some goals just sort of migrating off because basically you've you've met them and you'll keep meeting. I'm the same way. Like a uh, good example is that I used to was tracking um, how much time I spend outside. Am I outside for a significant part of the day, at least half of the days of any given month? And the answer to that is yes. And now it's so much the answer. Like it's it's silly. I don't need to, I don't need to check it off anymore. Um, and there's some other things that fall into that category that are they're just habits now. I don't need to have a little habit tracker because I'm not gonna. Even if I miss a couple days, I'm not gonna stop because right. now it's just it's who I am, um, which is really nice to have achieved a couple changes in that in that vicinity. And I share your goal of finding the so I'm working on a book right now which I, I really like so my goal around that is to make it the best possible version of itself that it can be no matter how long it takes so it goes back to taking as long as it takes um and it's taking longer than I thought it would and it's a rom-com and it is definitively not sold and who knows if it ever will be but I just I just want it to be the very best thing it can be. And I do think, you know, it's, it's that's a salable category. So I'm happy to have that. And then while I'm doing that, and then after I do that, the goal is exactly the same as yours. The, the biggest, best thing that only I can write, which does not necessarily mean, you know, it's an Indiana Jones aliens shoot em up big. It just means my biggest thing which is something that Jenny and I that we we had talked about was just sort of the you know maybe it's time to stop thinking so much about what will sell and try and think a little bit more about what would be the coolest best thing I can do I still like selling things though just to say I really like selling things right but we can't hem ourselves in with with that until we're ready to to make the pitch final basically. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, my I too am trying to think big this year. I'm reserving my energy for that thinking big. Um, my other goal this year is not to do stupid stuff. I feel like last year I did a lot of stupid stuff in the name of book promotion. Um, and you never know what will categorize as stupid stuff and what will work, I guess. But once again, for the 453rd time, I did things that I did not really want to do. And I want to be not, I want to do less of that. I think you always have to do a little, but 
Also, it didn't work. So well, and you only find out that you don't want to do it by doing it. So yeah, yeah, yep. Now you All know. True. Now, now I know. now I know. Um, so I just literally crawled into my little goal scribbles, which are not yet a pretty bullet journal page, but will probably be one someday. And changed. I'm going to pitch myself more of those because I got one that I kind of like, but I intend to go and like lock on to an idea. And I don't need to lock onto this one yet. I need to play with it a little more and pitch myself some other things and come up with other things. Sounds lovely. I think we, I think, I think we have a handle on this year. We know what we're doing. Yay! Oh yeah. Yeah. Check in this. with us in a few months when we'll have done exactly what we planned to do. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> nothing unexpected will happen. Nope. Um, well, that, I, that knock was for I nothing always, bad. But. I always look forward to that mid-year check-in that we do in June when we <laughs> sort of, you know, I, I love this. I love that now this has been going on long enough that we've, we're a part of this trajectory. I, I Let us hope there is so never fun. as funny a mid-year check-in as the 2021. No, no, we don't <laughs> want that one ever again. Oh yeah. my goodness. That was a, that was a Annus Horribilis. Um, all right. Well, we should, we should check out. We've talked for a while, but we it have. has been great. People, listeners, we, as you know, have changed things up a little bit. We are rotating doing our own individual uh, writing idea, writing. We're rotating, sending out every week something wonderful and we hope useful about writing and your writing career. We're also still doing audio around those things. But the important thing here is you really want to be on our free show notes substack because that's when you're going to get the real details of, you know, how Serena uses a bullet journal to write her novels, which I might add, I bookmarked and shoved into my, you know, keep it file so I can go back and refer to that. Um, how Jess does her speaking, how Jenny helps people refine an idea. I gave away an entire nonfiction book proposal, um, the, my book proposal for the addiction inoculation. I took out some of the sort of more private stuff, but put the entire thing up so that anyone who wants to try to write their own nonfiction book proposal has a template. Yeah. So, amwritingpodcast.com or amwriting.substack.com. Get yourself on this list. You're, you're, you don't want to get this stuff. And this is how we talk to you. And we love you. Thank you for spending all these years from us with us. And we hope to um, do this together for a long time to come. And all right. Keep, I think keep flattening that here? learning curve. Yeah, we'll keep flattening the learning curve. And until next time, keep your butt in the chair and your head in the game. Listeners, it's KJ coming in here at the end with a, to me, extremely important announcement. No, it's not that I need you to buy my books, although absolutely, totally go do that. It's that I hate the word of the year I declared in this episode. Really? What was I thinking? In my defense, I was, you know, I was getting sick. I was just about to be diagnosed with an infection. So probably I was not thinking clearly and chose a very namby-pamby, quiet, uh, reserved word. And while I love everything that I said the word means, reserved is not ever going to be a word that you can use to describe me. Although if you meet me at a party and I'm being reserved, that means I'm probably not having a very good time. So 
And that'll never happen because you're a writer and I'm a writer. And when I'm with the other writers, I'm always having a blast. Anyway, I'm changing my word. That's all I've got to say. Right now, the word is going to be unapologetic. Because really what I'm looking for is a word that says, I am never, ever again making another fucking TikTok video. No matter what anyone says about whether or not it's going to help promote my book. Because it is not. So, yeah. And how do I feel about that? Not sorry. But not sorry is not really a word in spite of the glorious um, mash together that was created by Sarah Knight in her super fun self-help book, which I have been rereading and which I mentioned in the podcast. But anyway, I just wanted to say that so I was not on the record as having such a terribly wimpy word. And if you have a better word that means unapologetic, something even more um, out there and direct and without the word un word, letters, un in front of them, I would be delighted to hear it. You can always just reply to your show notes email, which you should totally be getting because otherwise you've missed the last, I think, two entries in our great, hopefully helpful series of writing um, essays and podcasts and all the other things we're doing over here at hashtag M writing. All right. Thanks so much. KJ out. 2023 out. Um, Time to move on unapologetically to 2024. The Hashtag Am Writing podcast is produced by Andrew Perella. Our intro music, aptly titled Unemployed Monday, was written and played by Max Cohen. Andrew and Max were paid for their time and their creative output because everyone deserves to be paid for their work. Oh.